here. Welcome to the City Rev Life Podcast. My name is Justin. I am sitting here with my friend Josh. How are you doing, Pastor Josh? Fantastic. Wow, you you answered before I even asked. I I knew you were going to ask that question. Okay. Well, I'm doing well, too. And uh, it is Holy Week at the time that we're recording this and releasing this podcast. And so what we wanted to do was just release a an episode, a quick guide to just give you, um, those who are listening and watching, uh, some thoughts for how to prepare your heart and how to make the most of this week. And so there's three uh, ways that we're gonna have this conversation, three categories. We're gonna talk about Personally, just how do you engage Passion Week, Holy Week, personally, mm-hmm. in preparation for Easter? How do you engage it with your family? For those of us who maybe have children or are married, how do, you, how do you engage it with your family? And then third, with your church. And so let's start by just talking yeah. personally. Yeah. So Pastor Josh, t- tell me a little bit about just what are your some thoughts as you think about preparing for uh, and walking through Passion Week? Uh, in your own personal life, in your personal walk with God, what are some thoughts, reflections that you would share? Uh, I think the first would be a humble approach. I don't really know how to do it that well, to be honest. It's like sure. everyone does it differently. And I start with, Lord, how can I honor you this week? I want to remember what you've done uh, on the cross and through the resurrection. Um, so I think we just start with the posture of humility. Uh, lead me, just like he leads us in our other devotional lives or other yeah. seasons. Lead me. How can I honor you with my life? And uh, first, personally, uh, this morning was Monday. And so to me, it started off with prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of asked the question from our sermon yesterday, uh, which is about uh, living a life with the resurrection in mind. Yeah. So I just spend time with the Lord. What does that even mean in my life? So I ask a lot of questions. I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. How do I live a life that... Um, is full of the resurrection. Yeah. And so I just, a posture of prayer, I think is great. Yeah. Set aside some time and say, Lord, um, I don't, I didn't live in that time yeah. frame of the resurrection. So it's, it's by faith that I believe it mm-hmm. happened and through historical writings. I mean, but I didn't see it. I didn't see you. And so I, I've longed for that. I deeply longed to, to witness those things Yeah. or to have witnessed those things that the disciples witnessed and people in that time witnessed, but I didn't. Yeah. And so it's by faith. Sure. And trusting that God preserved his word over time. So uh, I start with prayer. Yeah. And I say, Lord, would you give me faith, stir up my faith to have a joy and a passion for the resurrection? Yeah. And I think the the way that um, maybe we even continue to set this up is, you know, it's an extension of your personal relationship with God that hopefully is continual. That's just part of the flow and routine of your life. But there's something about Passion Week that cues us to spend time in prayer, Mm. uh, just like you said, in Scripture reading, focused in on those final moments in the life of Jesus, and taking time to really meditate on and and consider the implications of his suffering, of his trial, of his prayer in the garden, of his um, crucifixion, of Saturday when it was silent and yeah. it felt like all hope was lost. And then mm-hmm. Sunday, the celebration yeah. of rejoicing and to enter into that. So what would you say to the person who maybe they don't have a consistent rhythm of prayer, Bible reading, and maybe they want to leading up to Easter, get something going. Is there anything you would say to them? Just a starting point. What's a yeah, good place well, to start? Get rid of the guilt. First of all, yeah. If you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation. So just because you didn't have your morning devotions doesn't mean he doesn't love you anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you have right now that you can give him? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us have car rides. 
Yeah. Turn the music off and sit in that awkward silence for 15, 10, 15, 20, maybe if you're driving to Miami, it's an hour <laughs> um, and just sit with them and feel that tension of how do I communicate to a God that I love, you know, yeah. and start there and ask him questions uh, for those who stay at home or for those who work from home. Um, Give, a few, give us some time. Give a little bit of time and just sit with them. You don't yeah. have to do for him. Yeah. And maybe ask the questions, do I even really believe in the resurrection? Mm. Why? Why? Where do I get this belief from? Is it from my family? Is it just because I always believed it? Or I had to ask that question as a pastor. Do I believe this is to be true? And, yeah. and this morning, it, just by giving time to the Lord, I came out with the understanding, I can prove to anybody that the resurrection has happened. It, because of the work of Christ in my life, right? Because it's so visible, and I'm like, this is an, such an amazing God that what He says, I'm gonna believe. Mm-hmm. So I already know the evidence of in my life. So yeah. when He says I resurrected, I'm gonna believe He resurrected. Yeah, it's proof. It's yeah. His character. It's the same. Yeah, that's so. good. That's good. And one of the things that I really resonate with what you shared with me before we started was, you talked about how entering into, as we think about Good Friday in particular, the the grief of that moment yeah. and entering yeah. in with your imagination, with your emotions, with all of yourself, your full self into the events that we're remembering. Can mm-hmm. you share a little bit about that and just how that personally inspired yeah. your work? I want to ask you questions too. Sure. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, I, I guess start with the funeral. It's like, uh, we've all attended funerals and what do you do at a funeral? You know, you, you grieve the loss of somebody, you mm-hmm. celebrate their life. You, you share stories maybe on whether it's open mic or at a luncheon or, an after party where you just celebrate and talk about you look at pictures you read writings i mean there are all the practicals of a funeral and this is what good friday is to us it's the day where he dies and before we move on to the resurrection how do we practically uh grieve and process the death of jesus well i think a a way is just to ask yourself what do i do at a funeral yeah how can i do some of those things What, what would you do i mean yeah well i just think about um you know Personally, what I try and do is I try and spend Passion Week reading through the events in the life of Jesus mm-hmm. in the Gospels in those um, in that last week of his life and spend time entering into the scene. Um, you know, I think it's an invitation from God to us this week every year to imagine ourselves as that very first generation of Christians. Yeah. And to see ourselves as those disciples who were there and who were with him and who were weeping and confused and, and, and scared on Friday, you know, and to enter into the emotions of that and to consider what it would have been like to see him. And I I don't think that we turn the fact that he's going to rise from the dead off. It's like, we can never live as if that didn't happen. We can't unsee it, you know, once you've seen it. Um, But, what it does to help you enter into that specific the, to his suffering is it helps illuminate the depths of his sacrifice and of his love for us. Yeah. So I think just personally, if you can figure out times engaging, uh, mm-hmm. you know, John 14 through 21, engaging Luke, what is it? 21 mm-hmm. through 24, engaging the end of Matthew and Mark, those last scenes in the life of Jesus with your whole self and meditating on those passages, praying through them. I think it's a great way to spend your week yeah. personally. Let's transition yeah. to talking yeah. family for a moment. Yep. And how do we do this with our families, with our kids? Um, you know, for maybe you have teens, maybe you have younger kids, grown kids. But for those of us who have kids in our home, what 
what would you say is a helpful way to approach this week? Uh, lower the expectations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're like me, you have you set a high bar. This is what you want. You want to craft the perfect scenario. Yeah. Perfect dinner. Perfect. Everyone's obedient. Everyone's listening in very yeah. intently. But um, I, I think you just start with some of the. I mean, Israel celebrated a lot of feasts. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of practical things. Yeah. So I love what you said. You said reading the reading the word. So to start with that. Uh, yeah. Recounting the story of Jesus to your kids in a way they can understand. I have my youngest is five, my oldest is eleven, mm. and the attention span ranges. Uh, yeah. Not saying that the eleven year old's more more paying attention or the young. It's just a, whatever I get at that moment. Sure. Uh, telling the story. It's this is why we have the gospel. It's because someone else told the story and passed yeah. on, and Jesus prayed for us that we would get this gospel. Yeah. So practically for me, um, it'd be a dinner, having some dinners with the kids and asking questions. Breakfasts. That's a great time before school. We talked about it this morning mm-hmm. with my youngest. Started asking questions about what it's what sins has he done, and what was the reason why Jesus died on the cross, and, yeah. and how is he, how is the, how is his sins taken care of? So yeah, it's just. I think it's just conversations. Yeah. Being intentional in those conversations throughout mm-hmm. the week. Yeah, that's good. And what's helpful is hopefully as we do that in a week like Easter where it cues us to just be more attended to it, but uh, hopefully that cues us to do things just ongoing Yeah, that we can continue. Along the way, like Deuteronomy, along yeah, the way. That's right. While they're sleeping, while they get up and you walk. While they're sleeping, I haven't... Oh, sorry, before they sleep. <laughs> Why they're going to sleep. Mine just don't go to sleep. Mine. Sit in the room while they're sleeping and just hey, reciting... Pray over their over minds. Them. There you go, that's right. <laughs> no. Um, I think, you know, for in, in our house, well, I've got little ones too. And uh, one thing we're doing is we're memorizing 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, I think. So we're through verse 2 right now. And those are the verses we're working through as a church, and it's about the resurrection, about the gospel mm. that was preached to us, that we received, uh, that we stand in, and by which we we're being saved. Mm. And uh, so we're working through that, and it's hilarious with my two boys hearing them like recite it and, yeah. and talk it through. But then we we break it down and we talk about what each mean. And uh, so scripture memory is a great thing. Um, you know, another great tool to use is the celebrations that come with Easter. There's ways of seizing those to exalt Christ. And yeah. so if it's an egg hunt or painting, crafts, having a family gathering, yeah, whatever yeah. that looks like on Easter Sunday, um, I think we communicate to our kids, uh, little kids and grown kids, you know, teenage kids, we communicate the weight of things based on how we celebrate. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, if we like do a massive celebration because they get straight A's and we take them to, you know, this, you know, whatever they bounce, want the or they get house place. whatever, whatever it is. And we do like make it a big deal because they got straight A's and then Easter comes and it's like, you know, yeah. like a, like a flat, like, okay, Easter. Well, that's where the personal side comes in. If you, if we don't work on our own selves, yeah, we're not going to display it in front of our kids and nor will we display it in front of the church, which we're going to talk about too. Yeah, that's right. So overflowing from our personal celebration of Easter, we want to make Easter a big deal for our kids. And it is a celebration. We want to rejoice. We want them to feel the significance of that moment that changed history. So how can you make Resurrection Sunday, you know, a huge deal? Make it a party, even if it's just your family. Maybe there are ways you get together with other families from your church or extended family, but make Easter celebration a big deal deal because it's something 
worth celebrating yep. and we need to make sure that our kids have that communicated. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it comes down to God's after our heart. Like just because you plan this massive thing, you still could, you still could be chasing You could it. miss it. You could miss <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the small conversation at dinner when you're youngest, when you say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to break bread in a sense. We're going to eat dinner. We're yeah. going to talk about the death of Jesus. What, what's a story you have about Jesus in the gospel? And your youngest says, he helps me obey my mom yeah. and dad. Yeah. I mean, Take it, take the win, <laughs> take yeah. the win. It's like, that's yeah, yeah. his level because he hears you say, hey, this is what you're responsible for at this age. What yeah. is God doing in your life? He's teaching me to obey my mom and dad. Yeah. And then the oldest says something else. Like my, yeah. my oldest son asked me the other day, what about the people before Jesus? Mm-hmm. How do they go to heaven if we yeah. have to believe it? And they're, wow, there's an 11 year old asking a question. Yeah. Now we're deep in theology. I'm like, wow, the yep. difference. Yeah, that's Celebrate true. the small questions and, yeah. and God will use your little efforts. Yeah. And, the other thing that comes to mind when it comes to meals is, you know, you, you mentioned seizing those meal conversations as opportunities. I think also just the way you do the meal. Some families do like a, like a Passover style dinner, mm. you know, and there's guides you can download on the internet, right? Like Christian, frozen pizza. Christian Passover, <laughs> <laughs> Christian, you know, Passover celebration where it takes the elements of the Jewish Passover that God instructed his people to celebrate. Yeah, and then gives some scripture, New Testament scripture that corresponds to it, and uh, Passover was the time of year that Jesus died. It's th- this week, yeah. and uh, so uh, that incorporating that. Another thing that I've heard some families do is they do, like, they go especially if you have older kids who can appreciate this. Uh, one way to communicate the significance of Easter is some families will do like a nice dinner yeah, yeah. for Easter. Like they get good steak. Okay. Oof, not, man. I, I, mean, I was going to say, you know, not, not necessarily like Aldi, you know, six ounce. Can I say line. that? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but like they go and they save Wild and pork. they sacrifice the week before month yeah, yeah. before so that they can make it yeah, like the nicest meal of the year. Why we feast on Easter, yeah. you know, we we throw we kill the fattened calf to use mm. you know Luke fifteen yeah that's good uh, not not everybody's able to do that whatever that looks like for your family just but celebrate it and if you need to sacrifice in other ways so that you can yeah, figure out it might not be a meal it might be another way mm-hmm. but just celebrate that day and rejoice um, make it a big deal yeah. okay then uh, let's talk about church yeah. so how, how we talked about your personal life your family life what about in your church. Uh, what does it look like to engage this week with your church? Yeah, I, I think the priority of that is is key. If you're not talking, if you're talking to the Lord by yourself and un, trying to understand the power of His death and resurrection, then you're not going to tell your kids the, uh, with any any spirit of joy or excitement or grief. And then you're not going to come into the church and really understand. You're not going to bring that spirit of gratitude or awe or reverence. So it needs to start, but in, inside the church. When you walk into the church, this is the bride. It wasn't he didn't die for me by myself. It's for mm-hmm. everybody. It's everybody with the excite the grief on Friday, the anticipation on Saturday, and then the joy of resurrection on Sunday. Like imagine if all of us came into the church with already working on our souls for remembering this yeah. time and then we enter into worship. We hear the gospel preached and we're like, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. Mm. We have to let our souls sit with him and then teach our kids and then come in. So to me, it's what it looked like in the church. If you came in, it would you you walked into this sanctuary with a spirit of joy, yeah. anticipation, like your hands are ready to clap, they're ready to lift up. Your ears are like, mm-hmm. I want to hear the story again. You're looking at your brother Justin. You're like, 
you're my brother, bro. Like this is we're we're going to heaven you're my together, brother, bro. This is it, man. Like, we're doing it. Instead, the opposite is we come in and it's a burden. Um, yeah. It's exhausting. This is a yeah. And then we just try to get through the service and yeah. then go home, take a nap. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think that's I think that's important. And then I, you know, at City Rev we have a Good Friday service and then we have Easter services. For those who are able to come on Good Friday, and man, don't miss that yeah. uh, opportunity. Even if if you can't attend physically, figure out a way. Maybe there's something you can do in your home. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a way that you can engage the emotion, the reality, the truth of the cross uh, on Friday and walk through that. And then on Saturday, reflect on that Sabbath day when God's people rested that Saturday, the disciples rested and yeah. practiced Sabbath that day uh, with grief with yeah. uncertainty uh contemplate that and then come in on sunday like you know mary just came up to you and told you hey the tomb is empty yeah. he's not there yeah. and you're coming like peter and john running to the tomb like yeah. and you seeing for yourself and celebrating that you know and so uh engaging your church family with uh that in mind ready to celebrate ready to be excited yeah. it's a helpful way and we hope that this week encourages you anything else you dad yeah, last thing came to mind was uh, we're we're going to be remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus for eternity. Yeah, when we're going to see Christ, we're going to see His wounds, and when we, when we spend, yeah. so it's like we're gonna. This is going to be a celebration we never forget. Yeah, but it's kind of like let's start now. Let's start learning how to enjoy Him on this side of uh, eternity. Yeah. yeah, how can we honor Him and celebrate? Spring. Bring your energy, bring your joy, bring your, your gladness, bring everything you would bring into a game, yeah. a football game or a baseball game where your kid, you know, hits that first tee ball uh, off the tee. And it's like, yeah, like this is it. This is, <laughs> this unites us. Resurrection unites us as a church. So. Yeah, that's great. And uh, the one last thing before we wrap up that I'd say is perhaps the most instinctive thing to do in light of the resurrection is to tell others about it. Yeah. That's the first thing that the first witnesses to the empty tomb did. They went, found people, told them. And one simple way you can do that in the context of your church is who are the people that you're inviting? Who are the people you're praying for? Um, I have neighbors that um, I've invited that I've been praying for. Who are the people? Are they coworkers for you? Are they... Uh, you know, unfortunately for me, all my coworkers go to my church, so yeah. can't 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 do that. But are there family members? Um, but who is it that you can bring with you? And it, it it's just true. People will come to church on Easter more than a typical Sunday. Yeah. There's something about it. So seize opportunities uh, yeah. with those people around you, those people you care about. Um, who don't know Christ, who aren't engaged in church, to bring them with you on Easter Sunday. And be ready on Easter Sunday. It's going to be a a fuller house than usual, more people around. Look for people that you can connect with and and extend the good news of Jesus to. Uh, And so with that, we're so glad that you joined us today. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Josh. I'm Justin. We hope you have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next episode of the City Rev Life Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Thank you so much and have a great day.